0: Hi, everybody, welcome to Jubilee Online. It's so good to have you with us today. Uh, We're going to look today at Daniel chapter 2. This is the second part in our series, Daniel A Different Way of Living. And uh, if you're with us last time, we looked at Daniel 1, you'll remember that the key theme for us was this God is in control. And it's a theme that we'll see again today that God once again is in control even though humanly speaking the outcome doesn't look like it's going to be great we see that God once again is in control and uh, we'll have a look in a moment at some verses in Daniel 2 so let's pray together father we thank you for your goodness thank you for your presence and we pray now as we open up your word together that you would speak to us in every home every person watching this. God, you would speak by your spirit, please. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so first verse of Daniel chapter two. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar, that's the king, had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. So Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, has this dream, it troubles him, and so he summons all his wise men, his astrologers and sorcerers, magicians, all his wise men, he summons them not only to tell him what his dream meant, but to tell him what the dream was in the first place. This seems rather crazy, but if they fail, they're going to be put to death. So they're not told what the dream is, but they have to tell him that and to interpret its meaning to him. Such is the crazy despot, King Nebuchadnezzar. But then Daniel hears about this. What has happened? And he asked for some more time. So uh, later in chapter two, verse seventeen, we read this: Then, then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged he urged them to plead for mercy from the God of Heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. This series is called Daniel, A Different Way of Living. And the contrast between Daniel's way of living and Nebuchadnezzar's way of living could not be more stark. Nebuchadnezzar, this crazy king, who would willingly put to death all his advisers just in in one stroke without a second thought. But Daniel, well, he values his friends. The first thing that he does after speaking to the king is to call his friends together, to to talk to them about what had happened. I don't think it would be too far-fetched to say that this was his small group. He got them together and he talked to them And they prayed. They met together. They called on the name of the Lord and pleaded to him that God would act in mercy. And that he would reveal the dream to Daniel. Once again, we find that the response to challenging situations, the response of our biblical heroes, once again, we see it's this. To pray. Daniel and his friends prayed. Earlier in the year, in Jubilee, we had this series, 40 Days of Prayer. And over a number of weeks, we we looked at the subject of prayer, both on Sundays and in our small groups. We worked through a a daily journal, many of us. We looked at this subject of prayer together. What do we learn in that series? Well, if anything, it was the importance, the centrality, the, the value of prayer that outworking of our relationship with God, that communion with him, that talking with him, listening to him. Yet so often prayer isn't the first thing we go to when situations get difficult, but it should be. And praying with friends too can, can make such a difference, can be so encouraging to us. There's something that sarah and i have been praying about a lot recently and we've had pray- friends praying with us standing with us and it it makes such a difference to know others are, are praying alongside praying with you for the same thing asking god to speak asking him to intervene praying for these things now i didn't particularly expect to be preaching a message on prayer today um but I just felt it's it's right we highlight these things and and not miss what scripture says prayer is an expression of our relationship with god so let me ask you how is that relationship for you how is your prayer life how is that going how's it how's it doing in this strange locked time locked down time i should say what's it been like over recent weeks what do you expect it to be like in the weeks ahead Daniel and his friends pray together call on the name of the Lord and in the night we're told that God reveals the mystery to Daniel so firstly we see that that God speaks through your dreams we we see that in in verse 1 of chapter 2 here that Nebuchadnezzar had this troubling dream clearly this was something that could cause him great distress great unsettling he, he didn't understand it but he knew that the dream meant something and meant something important he wanted to find out what it was now to be clear some dreams are just your mind processing the day's events thinking about what has happened maybe processing other things sometimes it's just the cheese you had before bedtime it can be all sorts of things but sometimes your dreams are god speaking god speaking directly to you now i keep hearing so many accounts of god revealing himself to to unbelievers often in countries where being a christian at best is difficult but very often illegal and god bypasses all of those things and goes straight to people who are seeking and searching and asking questions read time and time again about jesus coming to people in their dreams he explains to them how he is the way the truth the life cuts right through any rules regulations laws that, that may be applicable in that nation and jesus comes to people in their dreams and explains things to them and they get saved they, they become christians quite supernaturally it's just so exciting hearing those sort of stories. I'm sure many of you would have heard them as well. But here we find God speaking to an unbelieving pagan king. There's there's no sense at this time that Nebuchadnezzar is particularly searching for the Lord or asking those sort of questions. But God breaks into his life, an unbelieving pagan king, and God speaks powerfully. Actually... God does speak powerfully to those who are searching, those who are looking for hope, those who are asking questions about the meaning of life, what it's all about. Maybe you've been asking those sort of questions recently. I know many people have. Maybe even today you're you're asking those sort of searching questions, wondering what the meaning to all this is. Wondering if there is a God, wondering what this Christian faith might be about. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're asking those questions. Maybe that's even why you're here. Maybe a friend invited you along to the live stream. Maybe you saw an advert online and you found yourself here today. And you know you're asking these questions. Maybe even God came to you in a dream. And that's how you found yourself here today. If that's you, we'd love to chat with you further. Click on the live prayer button uh, on your screen maybe a bit later in the meeting. One of our team would love to chat with you and pray with you. But listen, if God speaks to those who are searching, those who are asking questions, and we see here that, that God is speaking to this unbelieving pagan king as well, how much more do you think God might speak to those who love him, who know him, who are following him. Maybe that's you today. You're a Christian, you know and love the Lord, you're you're following him. How much more does God want to speak to you, even today? You know, God speaks. He loves to speak. And what better time for him to speak than when, than when all earthly noise is is at its at its most quiet, at its minimal. You're lying there. Maybe you're just in your room on your own. Maybe your husband or wife is lying next to you in bed. There's, there's no TV, no social media, no text messages, no kids crying or calling for you just you the quiet and the Lord I wonder what might God want to say to you in those moments it's a really good time for him to speak isn't it these these night hours now I really felt as I was preparing last week that we should be asking God to speak to us at these times Maybe God will come to you in a dream. Maybe he'll give you a vision and speak to you like he did to Daniel. Maybe he'll wake you up and put somebody on your heart to pray for. That happened to me just just a couple of weeks ago. I uh, found myself uh, awoken in the middle of the night and really felt I should pray for some friends of mine who were abroad serving the Lord in another nation. And I didn't know why, I didn't know what was going on particularly, but just felt I should pray for them. So I I got up and uh, spent some time praying for them for a little while before going back to bed. Praying for God's protection, praying, praying for his blessing on them. I don't know why, but I really felt that the Holy Spirit led me to do that. Now my job wasn't really to ask why. My job was to be obedient. That's our job as well. So, friends, I want to provoke us today. I want to uh, stir us and encourage us to expect God to speak to us, maybe in a dream, maybe in a vision. In fact, why don't you ask God to do that? Before you go to sleep at at, night time, why don't you pray and ask God to speak to you in those night hours? Now, if you feel God speak to you in a dream... Uh, maybe a vision, you need to weigh it in the same way you'd weigh any prophetic word or, or revelation that God might give. You know, you want to know that this is the Lord and not the cheese. So what do you do? Well, this, you ask the same sort of questions that you that you ask when you're weighing a prophetic word that somebody might bring uh, in a public meeting when we, when we gather together for worship. You ask, does it time with scripture? what the bible says that's that's the first question always to ask does it glorify god does it bless you or others does it build on what god has said previously now that's not a deal breaker because god says new things but very often what he says builds on what he said to you previously and how do your trusted friends feel about it when you share it with them You know, I'm sure Daniel was telling his friends about this vision before he went to see the king. These are sort of questions we should be asking at these times when we feel God speaking to us. So listen, here's my challenge to you and indeed to me. Let's be asking God to speak to us in those night hours, maybe in a dream or a vision. And in terms of where you share it, your, your life group will be a fantastic place to share what you feel God is saying to you. In fact, let's, let's pray for that right now. Father, I want to pray for all of us who are watching this live stream video today. I pray, God, that you would retune our ears and our mind to be more receptive to hear when you speak. We pray that you would speak to us in the night hours, maybe in a dream or a vision, that God, you'd come to us, you'd encourage us, you would speak to us. May you put things in our hearts for others to bless them with. God, I pray right now for every person watching this, that Lord God, you would speak in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen says this in Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants the prophets God loves to reveal his plans he loves to talk the question for us is are we listening but secondly we see that God gives wisdom to your mind. In, in verse 19, we read, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. and Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Daniel asked God to speak, and he did. God gave Daniel wisdom into this situation. God revealed the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had and gave Daniel wisdom and understanding as to what it meant. And this wisdom and understanding of dreams that reminds me of Joseph, another biblical character we find in the Old Testament. Again, God gave him wisdom and understanding. and I firmly believe that God loves to give wisdom. How can I be so sure? Well, the Bible tells us, James 1, verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all, without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It's a great promise. Listen, prophetic insight, wisdom from heaven, it's not just for Sunday morning. This is for life. This is for every day. Daniel, well, he required wisdom at work, didn't he? With his boss, the king. It required wisdom to save his own life and that of his friends and colleagues. Joseph, too, we mentioned a moment ago, required wisdom at work. And in this series about a different way of living, I wonder if those of us at work could, con- could consciously more invite God to speak to us about our work situations, maybe the problems or challenges we face. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, to help you as you make decisions during the week. Decide an opportunity. Look for teaching resources. Whatever it is that that you're doing, expect God to invade your workplace. And for those of you who are at home, maybe you're working at home, maybe uh, you're caring for relatives, looking after children, bringing them up. Whatever it is, God wants to invade your home as well. I know this isn't in the passage, but again, I just felt this was a different way of living. This was a way of living that Daniel expected to be in as he expected God to come. And I just felt for each of us that we should be expecting for God to break in. I I, I want to pray right now, again. I want to pray the Holy Spirit would come to you in your workplace, in your home. Bring wisdom where you need it. Just prepare now to receive from the Lord. So God, I want to pray right now, really quickly in these moments, that you would come and bring wisdom and insight where it's needed. That God, you'd break in in work situations. Father, for every home where there are people watching this, that God, you'd break in by your spirit. That you'd bring wisdom. You would bring peace you'd bring where it's needed reconciliation you'd bring healing god for for any today who are sick i pray lord god bring healing in jesus name if if you're sick today if you're if you're in pain right now even i want to encourage you put your hand on wherever the pain is and i want to pray right now that god would bring healing Father, I pray right now for any who are sick, who are watching this, that, God, you would bring healing in Jesus' name. We we speak to illnesses. We speak to sickness. Command them to go in Jesus' name. And God, we pray for your healing, your power to be at work, your life-giving resurrection power to be at work right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen amen well hey like we would say if we were gathered together in, in the same room we'd, we'd say check it out if you're in pain are you still in pain could you not move your arm try try and move it if it's something that you're taking medication for you feel god has done something then then go speak to your doctor get an appointment check it out see what see what god might have, might have done for you today don't just stop taking medication without medical advice but but do check it out do Do take steps of faith. If there's something you couldn't do before, maybe you couldn't move in a particular way, then see if you can do that now. And again, we'd love to hear about what God's doing. If you feel God has done something in your life today, again, please comment on the chat window or or click the live prayer button, chat to one of our team privately. They can pray with you as well. We'd love to hear it and see what God is doing. But finally, before we finish, We ought to refer to this dream, really, that Nebuchadnezzar had and that Daniel was able to interpret for him. And what we see through the dream is that God grows his kingdom throughout the world. As you know, if you've been with us previously, when we looked at chapter one, and uh you know that i said we've preached through the book of daniel before some years ago i know but if you want to know a bit more detail about the book and about the dream and what it meant in more detail you can have a look at that on our website you can find the preaching series but it is important to mention at least some of this today in the time we have remaining so the dream is of a statue it's made of different materials and each material symbolizes a different earthly kingdom and the statue was struck and crushed by a rock. We read in verse 34 of Daniel 2, Daniel says to the king, he says, While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver and the gold, these are the elements of the statue, were all broken to pieces and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. This rock represents the kingdom of God. To Nebuchadnezzar, God is saying that his earthly kingdom will come to an end. It won't endure forever. He may think he's an all-powerful king, and he is pretty powerful, but other kingdoms will come in after him and other ones after that. He needs to understand that the only kingdom that will endure forever is God's kingdom, the kingdom of God. And that's what this rock represents, the kingdom of God. Daniel makes it clear in verse 44, he talks about there being other earthly kingdoms, but them being eventually all blown away, shattered by God's ever-increasing kingdom. We see that theme right throughout Scripture. We read about it in Isaiah as well. God's kingdom will endure forever. And I don't believe anyone that says, you know, the, the church is on its way out or that God's kingdom is going to vanish from the earth. No, it's not. God's kingdom will endure forever. And for these early readers of the book of Daniel, who are in a situation where they were oppressed by a foreign regime, This told them that their situation was not the end, not the ultimate end. God is in control. Once again, we see it here in in chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar might think he's an all-powerful king, but ultimately God is the one who is in control. So this kingdom of God is wherever God reigns in your life. If you're a Christian today, the kingdom of God has come to you. It's not like a geographic area like you'd find an earthly kingdom, but it's an area of influence. When someone becomes a Christian, when they put their trust in Jesus, the, the kingdom of God comes to them. Something changes in that moment. And you, know, you might say in a particular location, a town or city, if lots of people have become Christians, you might say the kingdom of God has come to that place. Today, the kingdom of God would come to you. Now, when Jesus sent his disciples out, he told them to preach about the kingdom of God. It's a reoccurring theme right throughout scripture time and time again. And as the church makes a difference in society, we can say the kingdom of God has come. So things we do as a church, like, for example, smile, making a real difference to children with additional needs. We might say that the kingdom of God is coming and has demonstrated the goodness and the love of God to those children and young people. The kingdom initiatives like Faith, Hope and Enterprise that that we support and encourage and bless. might say it's a kingdom of God initiative. We're not just concerned about the church. We're concerned about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. The church is the vehicle to bring in God's kingdom. Now, right now, God's God's rule and his reign won't fully happen. It won't fully happen, in fact, till Jesus comes again, till he returns. We live in like the inter, intermediate times, those in-between times. Jesus came, we read about that in scripture, inaugurated the kingdom of God. We know he's going to come again and everything, the kingdom of God will come in its fullness. We're, we're living in a tension right now, the in-between times. But we can bring in more and more of the kingdom of God. And scripture encourages us to do that. So I want to encourage us, friends, in in the week ahead, to bear in mind that this book of Daniel talks to us about a different way of living. So, So be expectant this week. Be asking God for him to speak to you. Maybe in a dream or vision, or in those quiet night hours. Ask God for wisdom when you need it. Maybe at home with your family this week. Maybe in a work situation. Ask God for wisdom. In everything you do, seek to bring in and to extend the kingdom of God where you are. Then we might pray, your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we read in the book of Daniel. Thank you for the encouragement it was to those early readers and indeed is to us even today. We pray that you might speak to us this week, that you might give us wisdom And that we might be that vehicle of the kingdom, bringing in the kingdom of God wherever we are. We pray you would help us with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk on any Sunday morning.